0: I personally love following a lot of different designers on social media. I get inspired by them, seeing their work makes me want to do more work, but there are times where I see all of these other people posting this beautiful work and I feel like I'm not doing enough. That engagement rate is a really important number to look at,
1: versus, you know, that, that big old following number. I mean, obviously there's some value in it, but engagement rate is kind of where, where it's at. Welcome to Sorted, a podcast for creatives
0: by creatives. I'm Emma. And I'm Alex. So get your coffee ready and let's get sorted. Hi friends, and welcome back to another episode of Sorted. We are at episode three for season two now, and we are so excited to talk about all things social media, strategy and just everything that we think you should know about social media. Now we are no experts by all means, but um, just our opinions and kind of how we've tackled the social media world thus far. Yeah, and social media has become kind of a
1: big part of both of our businesses. It's how Alex and I first met each other. I think it's obviously here to stay for now and it's something that every brand I think kind of struggles with. I know with my client work, it's something that everyone always has kind of like a hesitation about or they're nervous about. And and as Alex said, we are not experts. We are also figuring out as we go, this is also a a nice taste of do what we say and not as we do kind of thing. You know, these are our tips and tricks and things that I wish that I, I stuck to. I'm actually really trying this year to stick to kind of my social media goals and campaigns and kind of a marketing strategy I kind of set up for the year. But yeah, I think that with social media it's take it as much as you know take what you can and you know implement as much as you're comfortable doing I know that social media can be a big time suck it can be a big you know drain on your mental health and it's important to you know just listen to your your own self when it comes to what's great for your brand and for me I think that you know I try to do what I can but that I also, you know, take breaks and, you know, listen to, you know, if I'm feeling really drained, I'm like, I just don't wanna make this post. I'm not gonna make a post just to make a post. So I kind of embed it into my like daily design practice and, and
0: make it kind of fun for myself and I let myself get creative with it. So yeah. And everything that Emma said is put so well. And also just one major thing what we are going to tell you in this episode is not going to promise success. It's not going to be, you have to do all of these things in order to get a million followers. You know, (laughs) it's nothing like that. It's more so just our opinions, things that we've read, things that we've listened to of people who have had success stories, clients that we've had who have grown the following, who have built their brand online. So it's again, just our opinions and our thoughts on it. And it's not to say that if you follow all of these, things you <laughs> will become internet famous <laughs> yeah and also we are not
1: internet famous so it, this is no. just uh, this <laughs> is just things that we've learned and, and also t- advice I give my clients so it's it's Advice that we kind of give, talk to each other about and talk to yep. people that work, we work with about. And so, yeah, it's not the key to success. I will say that this episode is going to be really focusing on strategy. And then next week's episode is going to be more about the actual planning, which I think strategy is really important. And it's really important to have like a nice foundation to, you know to know what the heck to post on social media but planning I think is where a lot of people you know really that's like the hard part is the idea, idea generation the you know actually setting a schedule and knowing when to post and all that kind of stuff so
0: that that's will be the time suck of it all <laughs> yeah that's the part that stinks <laughs> finding time to plan and all of that so yeah. yeah we're excited to dive into that um next week but as Emma said this episode is going to be all about the strategy of things so first off In the strategy world of social media, we're going to talk about setting goals and setting realistic goals that make the most sense for your brand and for your social media channel. And to always remember that you don't just want to do all of these things in strategy to gain a following. A following is great, but have those goals behind that. I think also what Alex said about not,
1: it's not just about a following. Some of the most successful designers and creatives have you know, 300, 400 followers, and they're producing Mm -hmm. $30,000, you know, packages. And it's not, Mm -hmm. especially in our industry, social media, I kind of view it as social proof of kind of like, Mm -hmm. proof of the work that you can produce, and the person you are behind the brand, and just kind of giving people, you know, a, a little glimpse into the business and the story, and having it be, you know, just a little bit more personal. And I like that about, you know, working for myself. That's why I like to work for myself, and that's why I like creating the brand that I'm creating. Yeah, I feel like people come to, to yes, I'm creative for me and Alex for her, and that's just kind of, you know, a nice part about socials. It does allow that kind of window into. Our businesses but I think back to what Alex said about setting goals when you're setting these I think it's really important to I think with social media it's a huge comparison game and it's there's so much that's like probably the biggest negative side of it and I think that reminding yourself that when you're setting goals, make sure that you're not measuring yourself with someone else's ruler. It's like one of my favorite overused
0: quotes, but
1: yeah, just making sure that when you're setting goals, it's based on what you want to accomplish with your, you know, business, with your social channels, with, you know, who you're trying to reach, and it's not just about like a number game. I mean, yes, setting a number might be like a good you know first set of goals but also do you want to improve your brand awareness do you want to build a community like do you want people to come to you as a expert in your field you know asking questions like I love talking to people that are coming out of college or that are wanting to you know go solo so like building that community aspect is really important to me and then also like can be kind of more metric things like increasing web traffic or increasing inquiries via Instagram or getting more creative I think that some things that are on social like some goals that you can have are you know exploring illustration like alex's right now and you know doing things that aren't necessarily like for numbers for sales it can be Mm -hmm. more arbitrary and more like fun
0: yeah i also think that it's important to take down those metrics and do check-ins whether or not that's with yourself whether or not that's with your clients look at things like i know we said it's not all about the following But look at your following numbers from when you started the month, when you ended the month, and then take into consideration what you've done during that month to increase your following. Is your engagement rate going up? Those are things that you need to be looking at. Is there a certain post that always gets more likes than a different one? Or is there a TikTok post or an Instagram reel? There's too many terms nowadays for all of those. (laughs) Is there a reel that performed so much better and people are saving it. Was it educational content? And so now you kind of look at those numbers and you see, hey, maybe I should be producing more educational content, or maybe I should be putting more portfolio pieces. People seem to love those. Those are the kinds of things that we mean by taking down metrics.
1: Yeah, and also we know when it comes to doing your metrics and things like that, something that's I think is more important to like really value is your engagement rate right? because in the world of, you know, social media and influencing and things right now, it's actually really interesting that there can be people with less followers that have a crazy higher engagement rate that have way more sales than influencers that have huge you know million you know plus numbers but then their engagement rate is less than like 0.1 so that's something also if you're a brand like looking to get into doing influencer marketing or things like that that engagement rate is a really important number to look at versus you know that that big old following number i mean obviously there's some value in it but engagement rate is kind of where where it's at After you kind of figure out your goals and what you want to actually get out of social media, I think that's when you kind of need to figure out where and what to post. So the what to post, we'll kind of talk about more in planning and that idea generation and kind of that, you know, that type of thing. We'll talk more about pillars and stuff like that in a little bit. But about where to post, you know, there's a lot of options for designers and also for all creatives. There's, you know, there's Dribbble and Behance, which are their own kind of design forward, you know platforms kind of like pinterest but a little bit more um it's not as much of a search engine it's more of a a platform for your personal work a lot of people when they're coming out of school will use those as a portfolio so you don't have to pay for a portfolio site and then there you know they're all the things we all know and love or hate you know there's instagram there's instagram posts and there's instagram reels there's tiktoks there's linkedin there's twitter and then youtube and and pinterest you know those are all kind of the big ones and there's i feel like there's more popping up i just read an article about a new social media site that like all the high schoolers are using that's like it's actually really cute you can only post
0: like good things about your friends oh good (laughs) good because I absolutely love TikTok. Like, I, I'm i not a TikTok addict, okay? But I do like <laughs> to scroll for like 30 minutes, an hour a day, whatever. No hate in the comments, please. But I will say TikTok is the most comment generator, I feel like, as far as all the other platforms go. And not nice comments, mean, mean comments. People are more prone to comment anything they're thinking on TikToks. Alex just had a TikTok go completely viral and got eaten alive in the comments. So I'm very passionate about this. And it wasn't even a design TikTok. So that being said, I think it's important to rather not look at all of these different platforms and feel like you have to take on all of them, but pick which ones you feel like your specific audience is going to live on. So for instance, TikTok, probably not my specific audience. I feel like I'm not really gonna get my audience on TikTok. I'm not really gonna gain that clientele that I desire through TikTok. Instagram, yes. I'm getting better about trying to post reels, but as far as posts go, I'd say Instagram is my number one. LinkedIn, it's a yes for me. I feel like a lot of bigger corporation clients, bigger agency clients find me on LinkedIn. Others can share the work that I've done for them on LinkedIn, and it's going to hit a wider audience. So I would say with my kind of audience growing from those small businesses, now I'm going into the more medium-large companies and agencies that I work for. So I think LinkedIn is a really good option for me. Twitter, I personally am not on Twitter, but I know Chuzba Design, for example, they kind of started on Twitter, and they always preach about how how much work that they've gotten from Twitter just by having different connections and the interactions that can happen on Twitter.
1: I was blown away at the conference that Alex and I both attended how much Twitter like it's the highest ranking social among a lot of the mm-hmm. designers we were with you know I, I was I was I made a Twitter that day just to kind of like start following people and like kind of see what everyone's talking about and do you interact on it no no i can't get into it i can't either yeah i don't know if it's i think it's a generational thing too i think it's like an older audience but
0: i completely agree and i am a very visual person obviously and so something like instagram i love being able to see my work kind of all on one page and in post in that sort of fashion another one that i haven't gotten into is YouTube. I just am struggling with reels as it is. So video content is just not necessarily something for me. Yeah, long form video will never be a part of my strategy. No, but I know so many designers who Take the time, and they're great at editing their videos, or they hire out an editor for them, and they can produce some really great comments. Because one thing that I will say about a designer and seeing other designers' reels and TikToks is that people love to see your process. Even if it's you put your phone up kind of next to you in your computer, and you do a really fast paced reel, or you fast forward it, or you know, make it three times as fast and people can kind of see a blank slate and then how you got to the end result. People love those. The engagement is always so high. And then my two favorite, dribble and Behance. I'm not on Behance as much, but Dribble definitely, it's like a portfolio website, like Emma mentioned. It's kind of second on my tier of favorites. I love posting my work on there. And I also, that is my go-to for, um, If I'm not really finding what I want on Pinterest, I go immediately to Dribbble. It's, in my opinion, just more high quality work. I know that it's designers specifically. And everything doesn't look the same. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Pinterest is kind of like this niche, elegant, you know, like. Specific fonts, beige colors—you know that type of thing. So you really got to dig for what you're looking for. But I feel like dribble. You can follow the people that you want to follow, and it's just a more colorful world. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that it's important to figure out who you're wanting to
1: reach and also what you enjoy. Because I mean, part of social, I think, is you know consistency. But with you know the question of who you want to reach, I think it's also important to you know, as kind of Alex said, like her. Her design clients that she's reaching are mainly through Instagram posts and reels and LinkedIn. And I think that it's important to think about your primary audience, but then also maybe even thinking about a secondary audience. I'm a big advocate for short-form video for my clients, because I think that, you know, if you're a, obviously if you're a product-based business, it's, it's like the best way to I mean video is just uh, it just sells it sells and has conversion right now TikTok has like crazy conversion like numbers people are actually like you know purchasing and making making you know it. you, you think about the Stanley Cup or think about any of the trends that you know there, there wasn't really anything like that on Instagram there'd be things that you know the the thing I can think of that's like kind of similar was like that anthropology mirror that like everyone oh yeah all the but I looked, like mirror selfies had but it wasn't like that like,
0: again I feel like that happened on tiktok
1: too yeah yeah and i think that you know tiktok just has this this sales uh, ability that you know it's just kind of incredible and so if you're a product-based business it makes total sense for you to be on there if you sell a course or a book or you have a podcast uh -uh, uh -uh, um, (laughs) you should be on on tiktok at at us (laughs) again do as we say not as we do but yeah and so I think it's also important to kind of think about the longevity of your business and also just kind of like what your long-term goals are. And so for Alex and I, like if either of us ever wants to launch a course or if either of us ever wants to, you know, our podcast here, you know, having, you know, posting on TikTok and you know posting instagram posts that are more geared towards other designers and not just our client base that building that secondary audience is also really valuable for that other streams of revenue and you know just just having people that also want to hear from you and not just work with you so Mm -hmm. i think that that can be valuable when you're trying to figure out who you want to reach and thinking not just short term but also long term
0: Another, I guess, kind of tier of this social media strategy topic is looking at your competitors and your role models and to not get them confused. (laughs) I know that we keep saying social media can kind of be a lot to take on and it's kind of like, where do you start? I personally love following a lot of different designers on social media. I get inspired by them. Seeing their work makes me want to do more work, but there are times where I see all of these other people posting this beautiful work and I feel like I'm not doing enough. And so, you really have to figure out that line and that balance. So, you view it more as your role models versus like a competition. I also think that
1: role models don't necessarily need to be in your own business. I think that role models can be, you know, totally different fields and different, you know, industries. And I think it can be valuable to just kind of see how you can. Like competitors obviously are important to acknowledge and see just so you can make sure that you're like your pricing is competitive and you are staying top of trends and you, you know, not that you have to be the most trendy person out there, but just kind of trends more in the trends of business, not necessarily design trends. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of seeing what's happening and staying on top of it and staying relevant. But for role models, it's important to, you know, kind of look at like brands that for me, like I love this newsletter from it's called vacation it's like a sunscreen brand i think i saw it on tiktok and i started following the newsletter because it's like the coolest design it's nothing like what i design it's like very like retro but i just like love following them and to me they're like a role model brand because they're like if i was to ever start a company like like a product based company their storyline and their marketing and their kind of just overall design bubble and system is just so well done and so for me that's like a role model example and Mm -hmm. it's not always you know someone that I actually physically look up to but brands that I think are doing a great job if that makes sense
0: Absolutely. I think that's very important. And I, I always tell my clients that too, when we're doing branding strategy yeah. and I have the question of who are your competitors, that doesn't necessarily mean if you're a restaurant, you have to tell me all of your restaurant competitors. It could mean, hey, we need to do a menu design. You could find a beauty service menu design you know a a menu of the services that they offer and you could really love that and give that to me and then that would be kind of inspiration for your business and things moving forward so I love that point of it doesn't have to necessarily be right in your industry especially with social media I mean social media is so big across all different industries you're bound to find one that you love that's not within your specific industry Like one of my favorite social media accounts to follow is Well and
1: Good, I think it's called. It's like a a health and wellness brand, but they're just, they do such a good job. And I don't like... You know, it's not like I can I, I'm not reproducing, you know, what they're making or like that. But I just mm-hmm. love to see how they kind of the variety of stuff that they're making and, you know, that they can. I like exploring my different interests on social, especially like with short form video and things. You know, it's like a fun, creative outlet for me. And so it's kind of cool to see brands that are, you know, really varying in kind of what they're posting. Mm-hmm. And I think with kind of looking at these two things, I think it's really You know, it's obviously important to see what you do like, but I also think when it comes to competitors and role models and kind of just like looking at other people's content, it's also, if not more important, important to figure out what you don't like Mm -hmm. and figure out, you know, in the long term, you know, what you want to stay away from or, you know, I, for me, like just like kind of staying away from like kind of scammy context of things and mm-hmm. i just i i want to make sure that i stay genuine online and you know and share my you know things that i'm actually passionate about and not just like things i think people want to see so i think that that's something that you can kind of pull from those two groups of people as well Okay, so then kind of taking all of this knowledge that you, you know, your goals, you know, what you want to post, where you want to post it, looking at your competitors, kind of just like doing the background research on you know, you're social. And for something like this, like, I think, you know, you don't have to be starting from scratch. This is something I kind of do at the beginning. I try, I mean, I, as much as I hate the rhetoric of like new year, new me, I do kind of like it as like a reset for my business. And, you know, you can do this at the beginning of any quarter or anything like that. But the first thing I kind of do at the beginning of the year, when it comes to taking the strategy, the background research, and actually putting it into a physical strategy is I kind of, and we'll talk about this like more in depth of like what I actually do in our planning section and what I do and also what I help my clients with is setting campaigns. So for me, it depends on kind of what your business is, it depends on what your goals are and things like that. But campaigns can be monthly, they could be quarterly, they could be seasonally, you know, it can be set around holidays. For my personal, my personal biz I kind of do monthly. And again, we'll kind of get into that more in the next episode of like what I actually kind of base them around. But it's important to kind of think about your business like if you're a product-based business and you're selling you know something it's important to kind of hit those important holidays like black friday and christmas and you know mother's day is like a huge sales day for a lot of people and valentine's day and the different markers that you can use for setting up these campaigns and then if you're like a design business quarterly hitting your i'm open for branding in march booking two months out it can be dependent on kind of what services you're selling or what your business kind of revolves around. But sending campaigns is like a great way to kind of have a framework for your strategy for the year.
0: something that ties into campaigns too are your pillars. So we talked about brand pillars in one of the brand strategy episodes, but here with pillars were kind of meaning go back to your brand pillars and see how they can kind of translate onto social. So for instance, Emma's brand pillars we talked about were inspiration, education, promotion, and personal. So she takes all of those pillars into consideration when posting on her own social media. So she wants to inspire others She's posting beautiful work, her illustrations, her progress shots, her time lapses of her illustrations. She's also doing promotion. So... She has stickers and stuff on her website that you can buy. And so she has to make sure that she includes those on her social page every once in a while to just remind people that she has products for sale. And even it could be personal. So if you, if personal is one of your brand pillars, just having that personal tie. Maybe it's a new headshot. Maybe it's a reintroduction. I know I've been seeing this a lot lately, especially with the new year. Or if you have something go viral and you get a lot more followers, it would be good to kind of do a, hey, a lot of new faces here. Let me reintroduce myself. A post kind of like that. And so you can tell people a little bit more about you. Just bringing yourself in and bringing that more personal aspect into your social media page. Yeah,
1: so I think that when you're like thinking about pillars, obviously what Alex said, taking your brand pillars into consideration and how they can translate onto social. And then also just like, you know thinking about that kind of the who what where kind of what we talked about the who you want to reach where you're going to post and you know what you're going to post and how that can kind of set pillars and the nice part about pillars is what you can do and we'll talk about this more again in the planning episode but taking those pillars and actually making like a framework for the month or week of posting of what you're going to post like how many promotional posts you want to post how much do you want to promote you know your services and products and, you know, depending on what your business is, how do you want to promote your business and personal, like how much behind the scenes or, you know, for me, like New York City or my dog or like, you know, things just about me that I think that can, you know, make my brand a little bit more personal, how often you want to post those kind of things. And so these are my, I, I have the four pillars and I kind of keep it an easy you know system with that some people have a lot more pillars you can break it down even further like for promotion for example i could do shop promotion notion promotion you know you can break it down even further i find it easy for myself just to kind of keep it to these four but pillars are a really great way to actually take those goals and the strategy that you kind of developed from the notes we have talked about throughout this episode and actually Breaking them down into like usable information and usable sections of your social. So, yeah, it's just kind of a way to, it's kind of similar to, you know, health and fitness goals. Campaigns are your monthly, and pillars are, you know, your habits that you're breaking it into to actually accomplish those goals. So, they can be really helpful just to make sure that you're staying on track and, you know, hitting the different communities that you're wanting to reach and you know different you know goals you have within your social strategy.
0: I love that breakdown of everything too. It kind of makes it less daunting. If after all of the stuff that we just talked about if you're still feeling very overwhelmed, this next point ties into a recent <laughs> episode that we have. You can always hire it out. If you are a company who just doesn't have the time or you're a CEO or you're an owner or a freelancer and you just don't have the time to tackle social media, hire or it, out. it Or you hate it. Or you hate doing it. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah, you can always hire it out. And that could be to any extent you want. If you are like, hey, I'm struggling with content. I don't know the kind of content I should be producing. Hire it out just for the content, but then the content ideation, I should say. And then maybe you make the post or maybe you make the graphics and you hire somebody else to post it on all of these different platforms. So there is a solution if you don't want to tackle it all yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think that with hiring a social media manager, it can be daunting and like it seems like it's a you know a a lot of money to go to something that you don't necessarily know if you need, but I think it's something that's worth trying out. And I also think that thinking of, you know, we kind of talked about this in the, in the hiring out episode, but thinking with that time that, you know, social is a very time consuming task within a business. So thinking how you can spend that time elsewhere and how it can be more valuable. But if you aren't ready to hire and spend that money on an actual social media manager, here are just some of our favorite accounts to follow that kind of could give you some inspiration and are more geared towards social media and like social media strategy but first up our favorite carissa her account for her social media business is called kindred by k yeah so follow her you know in social media account and her personal account i'll have them both tagged below but she just has great content she's a fun and like just loving person and Mm -hmm. i she's such a big supporter of sorted so yeah and then next up is social savvy i will also tag her below she just makes great content about social media and about pillars and about you know strategy and how to make it a little bit less daunting and then the third account that i personally love to follow is called homemade social they make amazing killer memes about social media that i love and then they also just do great work and they have a great team they just the It sounds like just such a cool place to work. And if I ever, uh, you know, hit a point one day, they're definitely someone I would uh, apply to work for. But they do social for brands like Perfect Bar and like Poppy and big brands like that and smaller brands, too. But they just do really great work and they have really great resources for free and for
0: sale on their website, too.
1: But they are just a good resource to follow.
0: And along with just accounts to follow, people to keep up with, newsletters are a really good way to kind of get involved with the social media world and how everything works and maybe keeping track of the latest trends. A few of our favorite newsletters are the Later newsletter. So it's by the Later app, the social media planning app. So that gives a lot of tips and tricks, uh, trends, you know, things to look out for when you're planning social media chris's newsletter so kindred by k she has a wonderful newsletter along with all of the great resources she posts on her instagram account her newsletter is just as insightful it always makes me smile so much (laughs) i know she has the cutest graphics very colorful she kind of just really digs into her personal life too which makes it the connection a lot more strong i love it so much marketing brew is also another wonderful newsletter and then TLDR is also one of our favorites.
1: Yeah. And so those are just some resources that, you know, if you are wanting to learn more, or actually, you know, provide some social services to your clients or wanting to just become an expert or a knowledgeable person like we are, we are not mm-hmm. experts on this. They're just some great resources, but I hope these resources were helpful. And I hope overall the information about your strategy and how to, you know, start tackling this big dilemma of social media was helpful next week we'll be diving into all things planning we'll really get into like the nitty-gritty of how often you should post and what to post and what apps to use and all those little questions and all those little things so we hope to see you next week for our next episode bye bye For more Sorted content, follow us on Instagram
0: at sorted.pod. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know by leaving a review. It means so much. Sorted is hosted by Alex Pizak and Emma McGoldrick. Produced and edited by Carrie King. Marketing and graphic design by AP the Creative and ESM Creative Studio. Photography by Hannah Hunt. And music by Dam Dharmawan. Huge thanks to all the people that made Sorted happen and to you for listening. See you you next time. time.